Welcome back, everyone. We're live for another episode of Growing with My Fellow Growers. I'm your host, Jack Greenstock, joined as always by an amazing panel. And I'm going to pass it over first to Spartan Grown. Hello, everybody. Thanks, Jack. Uh, I'm Spartan Grown. You can find me on Instagram, only Instagram. I got to keep saying that because it's a lot of pretenders. I'm on Instagram, Spartan Grown, all one word. Or you can shoot me an email, spartangrown at gmail.com. I do not have any other social media accounts. So if you're buying stuff with somebody pretending to be me, it's not me. Always good to uh, let the people know where you're at and uh, everywhere else is basically fake. So keep an eye out. And if you do see a fake account, let Spartan know and probably report it because uh, those people can oh, believe me, often this is are Facebook. nefarious. I've, in fact, I've been told Brandon's got a faker on Facebook too. And, um, but I don't have a Facebook account, so I can't report it. They won't let me report it. You have to have a Facebook account to report Facebook pages. Uh, I've had multiple people report the Facebook page, but since it's not another Facebook and they can't link who they're trying to copy, they're not blocking it. So I don't know what else to do at this point. That's unfortunate. They're just trying to get you to sign up and say like, Hey, I'm the real Spartan grown follow at the real Spartan grown. With that said, I'll pass it next to uh, Brandon Rust. Sorry, my uh, dog's an idiot. He's barking at the cat in the back. Um, I'm Brandon Rust. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at rust.brandon. Sorry about that. Um, uh, Bokashi Earthworks, I'm an owner of that company. Uh, sorry, the dog got me all ruffled and like, oh, trying to deal with it. <laughs> um yeah uh so yeah been growing weed for a long time glad to be here with the panel i uh, wasn't able to make it last week um so i'm just glad to be here and um yeah you can if you don't already know where where to find me you can find me on ig as well happy to have you back and uh unfortunate to hear that there are pretenders out there on facebook and they might not be taken down anytime soon so don't associate with those pages or buy anything from them or uh be led into any other fuckery, I guess, generally. But with that said, I'll pass it next over to Kyle. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Um, Kyle Breeder. Uh, I specialize in feminized seeds. If that's something you're looking for, uh, I do have a website, which is purebreeding.com. It's radically low on everything. So, uh, but there is some stuff still there. But I do have a new drop coming in two and a half months. Uh, somewhere around there and some really, 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 really cool stuff. I'm actually really excited about this one, but um, yeah, pure underscore breeding on Instagram, pure breeding on Facebook. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, please feel free. I'm, I'm very talkative on there and thanks for having me again here. Appreciate it. Always happy to have you. And next up, Noah, the grower. How's it going, everybody? Uh, yeah, I'm Noah, the grower with two E's on Instagram. I've been growing weed for quite a while, and uh, I have a lot of fun doing it and have a lot of fun hanging out with all you guys. So I'm ready to get into it. Always happy to have you back, and it's uh, always cool when you like have those photo memory things, and it's like four years ago today, and you like open it up, and it's like just a picture of a plant. And you're like, oh, that's a nice little reminder. Um, but let's see. Next up, we got uh, Matthew Gates. Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Matthew Gates. I'm a integrated pest management specialist, and I can help you with your grows, whether they're um, cannabis or otherwise related. And um, you can find my content educational about various things with regards to plant health and pests and how to identify them and also how to treat them on my YouTube channel, Xenthanol. And you can also find me on Instagram at Sync Angel. That's S-Y-N-C-H. 
like synchronized. Happy to have you back. And next up, Dr. MJ. Hey, hey, uh, Dr. MJ Coco from Coco for Cannabis. I, uh, I'm excited to be back again this week. I've been sort of scattered today. I got a premiere tomorrow and a giveaway at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on my YouTube channel. Um, uh, doing the Viper Spectra KS5000. It's their new bar fixture. Um, and then I'm going to do an after show hosted by our friend, a good friend of the show here, Smot Poker. Uh, so I hope everybody can join us tomorrow for that. And uh, yeah, excited for the show today. Look forward to that. Uh, Vipar Spectra is another one who's come a long way from the blurple days to now putting out bar lights that are pretty respectable at a good cost point. So uh, next up, and last and certainly not least, the American one. Hello, Jack panel and everyone in chat. It's good to be here tonight. I'm the American one on the YouTube and the American one underscore with underscore A Keens on the IG. Um, and yeah, it's always good to be here and uh, hope everyone had a great week. And, you know, I'm starting to get that spring itch. Put some plants under the sun. People out here have definitely started in uh, California in some areas, although it has gotten cold uh, in certain spots again. But I did want to start the show off, not to be on a too sad note, but uh, as a sign of respect, I want to say a uh, shout out and rest in peace to Fada Mike. He was a great member of the community. He passed away, unfortunately, this um, week. And uh, Miss Ruby... 420, Ruby Doobie 420. Um, his wife has uh, made like the final post on his page. That was a, basically a painting of the two of them together. And um, I just want to give a personal story that he grew the berry lights. And you may remember that I also grew berry lights from Kineos Genetics. And uh, Fata Mike was actually the reason that I got that particular strain on top of also getting the Kineos lights because he grew a great example of it, described the smell, had big chunky buds. And uh, I ended up growing a bunch of phenos of that and i uh, had a few similar phenos to what father mike grew and he inspired me to grow that and uh i'd followed him from that point on was just a really upbeat positive dude and want to give him the respect and love that he deserves so just wanted to start off and give that nod to father mike yeah i never got a chance to actually meet him in person but uh i uh talked with him quite a few times on the online. <clears throat> And he definitely liked the, the cannabis plant. And uh, we, he he sent me some seeds. And one of them, only one of them got going, and it was a male. So at the time, I wasn't ready for it. But uh, yeah, it's always sad to see someone like that move on. And uh, my condolences and shout out to Ruby, Doobie Ruby, Ruby Doobie 420. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Just wanted to put some smoke in the air and uh, show some love because uh, I really liked the activism that he didn't talk too much about it, but um, he really on some late late shows where he was just streaming it and talking, you could get him going on it. And he did a lot of activism work um, to to help us get to where we are right now. So if nothing else, even if you didn't know the man, he was he was a big help to you if you're a cannabis consumer. So cheers to uh, him and Father Mike. We're going to put some smoke signals in the air for you tonight and uh, definitely show our love and respect because anybody, uh, we got to stand on the shoulders of our giants. And he was one of those people in the community who he was humble about it and didn't uh, make it all about himself, but was one of those pillars in the community who, like Spartan said, got us to where we are today. So cheers and much respect, Father Mike.
Spare our love, rest in peace. On a grow-related topic, I guess consu consumption-related topic, a few weeks ago I talked about how if 100 people were lined up, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between live resin and distillate with terpenes. Um, I will disagree with myself. <laughs> Back then, I was kind of playing devil's advocate, and I would think that most people actually would choose distillate with terpenes because it has a little bit better uh, flavor in the mouth. If you're like a cannabis uh, OG, heavy consumer, and you were looking for something that uh, is going to taste more like weed than like fruity, then you're going to look for the live resin or live rosin. And those are going to have a little more uh, natural flavors to them than just like the really, really sweet stuff that you're going to get in a lot of the terpene added to distillate carts or even concentrates that are out there. So just a note to kind of uh, change the topic there a little bit. What is uh, Spartan? What are you drinking on over there? I know it's normally like a tea. A, it looks like a beer. That's my tea. I'm always tea. It's always tea. But uh, I got to tell you guys, I'm so fucking excited. I put it on my story, so you might already know. But so where I get, I get energy teas from a place called Kickstart Nutrition often because <laughs> it's near my work. And in the parking lot, it's like a shared parking lot. I just, I went to go get a tea today. But before I went in, I, I happened to look over and there's a, an old grocery store that used to be there. It hasn't been open for at least four or five years. It's just been shut down. I happened to glance over at this old grocery store. And written on the windows was liquidation sale today only or whatever. I was like, what the fuck? So I, I went in and it was like going into a, I don't want to make it sound like an ancient, but the things move so fast. It seemed like an ancient fucking grocery store. I mean, there was like old HPS bulbs and metal halides and uh, like magazines still on the magazine rack from like 20 I think it was 2017 or something like that. And um, so anyways, I'm poking around. I'm thinking like, I'm not going to buy anything in a bottle, any nutrient or anything, because God knows how fucking old and fucked up that is. So I'm looking around and they had a ton of nutrients in there. Just when I was getting ready to leave, I was peeking around by the uh, desk because they were actually even selling all the fixtures and everything else like that. So I was peeking around behind where the cash register normally would be sitting behind the desk and stuff. And I find this entire display case that's probably four by four. It's fucking maybe not that big. Maybe it was three by three. That was all TGA sub sub cool gear. Uh, and on it was a sticky note that said $20 a pack. I was like, oh, fuck. So I start going through there. I find two packs of Vortex. I find fucking Doctor Who. Uh, what else did I pick up? Uh, what was my other ones? I forget now. Oh, Deep Purple, which I'm not even sure what that was. So that must be pretty old. <laughs> and then it's Dairy Queen. Cross. Yeah. And then Dairy Queen. And, you know, that's a classic one. So uh, I got all of those. So two packs of Vortex, a pack of Doctor Who, a pack of Dairy Queen, and a pack of Deep Purple. And then she gave me a copy of Subcool's uh, Dank 2.0, which is a beautiful fucking book. And it's signed by Sub and Miss Jill on in the cover. So badass. I, I got off for hundred bucks out the door, cash. I mean, I was like, that's cool. I've had one of the best days ever today. I was just like, I don't care what happens for the rest of the day. I'm having a good fucking day. That's a great fucking day. I mean, shit, that, those are literally <laughs> like genetics that are no longer available, exclusive, and uh, the yeah. the book that inspired fifty uh, strains of green. 
I mean, it, it's beautiful. And get more of those beans. I bet you they'll be worth double that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could, I'm not going to, but I could turn around and just sell these fucking things and make a huge profit. I, yeah. I felt bad for the lady that was uh, selling them. So uh, she had like, I think it was three packs of Chernobyl in there. And we have a bunch of those at work right now. So I didn't care. Otherwise, I would have bought some. But uh, I said, you really, I grabbed all of the packs and I handed it to her. I said, you really don't want these to go for $20. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, believe me, just do a little bit of internet searching and see what people are, are paying for those packs right now. I said, you can't find them anymore. And Subcool passed about two years ago, which broke her heart because she, I guess, knew him. Um, she pulls out this jacket. It has her name embroidered on it, and it's a TGA Subcool jacket. So, But long story short, I was like, you need to ask at least $100 a pack on those. And, and that's a pretty good deal, honestly. And she was like, I've seen him going for more. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I was telling her. I was like, but that was after I got my Vortex because that was the one I was really stoked to get because of all the weed I've ever smoked, that's gotten me the highest in my life. So I bought two packs. Well, they only had two packs. If they had five, I would have bought five. I have some Chernobyl in my my jar right over here. We have... Uh, I think a total of five or six packs at work, but we're, we're committing to do a, a phenol hunt, like a small phenol hunt every month. We're going to drop seeds. So the last batch that was grown out hit 32% THC of Chernobyl. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. So is that the Slimer or the golden ticket or whatever, the special phenol you think, or. No, no, I asked him that. I asked him if it was the golden ticket cut, and he said no. He said this just came out of a pack that I hunted. Dude, wow. some good weed, dude. He he bred good weed. Yeah. He I might totally have agree. Tested it at the time, but yeah, he bred it knew what, what good potent weed was. I totally agree. And the Spartan to your deep purple earlier, it's purple Urkel crossed the Quirkle. And Quirkle is Urkel cross the Space Queen. So it's like oh, a sweet. Urkel back cross, essentially. So I scored on that one. And Doctor this Who Doctor Who has always been a good one for me anyways when I smoked it. I liked that one a lot. And what was my other one? Oh, Dairy Queen. A classic. So yeah, I'm stoked. I like it. I, I like all of them. That book is amazing. I, uh, yeah, I have I the digital. It. Hold on, it's right here behind me. Yeah, that, that was like before... Before Instagram showing off pictures of buds, that book was one of the. Uh, this is like, this is like the best like breeders fucking. I mean, it's just the spotlight of all his own strains, and it's just gonna get. It's like a catalog, but it goes into great detail and it goes tells you his whole journey into what he did to breed it. This was before breeders just took a male and, and bred it against thirty-seven females in the room. This is when he had an actual plan and was doing things, and he explains his plan on how he bred a lot of these strains in here it's pretty fucking interesting i was flipping through it and, and reading quite a bit today and the different phenos and stuff that he come across and the different yeah. generations of the crosses and kind of he was kind of a car salesman in, in his descriptions but it is a beautiful thing yeah i don't know if it's in dank the first book but there was a strain called conquistador and up until the internet came up that plant looked the most amazing in pictures that was like uh, you know, relatively recently grown with good photos of it. 
That was in the first one, I think. I don't remember yeah. that in 2.0. But uh, yeah, you guys got to check out Tank One. The first you time. can't find it, dude. You, good uh, luck. Really? Good luck finding uh, it. They're like 250 bucks plus uh, really? for a printed. Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. I, I've looked around for it a couple times. Damn, I wonder what the 2.0 is worth because she I gave me that. I talked my way into that one. She's like, if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna give me 100 cash, I'll give you this book. I guess I'm like, please. I want to <laughs> say 50 at least is the last. I I saw. I might have more than one of those. Let's go look. Also, yeah, signed by Sub and Miss Chill too. Yeah, that's super cool. I thought that was cool. It's like a two for one signature. Well, and there's stories in there that literally are like Jill really liked this Fino of, you know, whatever, and then it just talks about oh, I actually got this cut from her, and it's called this, and you know, it yeah, like or that. just talking about Jilly Bean is that they just she had a cut of Kelly O that they wanted to just improve a little bit, and so it gives you the the roadmap he kind of used. I think that's fucking cool, especially if you ever interested in breeding, you can say okay, this is how Sub did his way. Maybe it's not scientific i don't know i don't even know because i don't know shit about reading you know i think there's a lot of intuition but there is a little bit of science behind it and he learned from some good people as well and um at a certain extent it comes to having hands-on experience and applying it and he tried so many things over so many different years he came across a lot of winners mm -hmm. and um i was one of the people who benefit from getting to grow some of his packs and finding fire ass shit and like it sort of elevates you as, as a local grower when you could start has, passing around shit that's better than the things that other people have. And they were like really asking for more and like really enjoying what you have. That's a, uh, what I loved about genetic. Sub's gear is he bred for what I want to smoke, which is taste. Fuck off with the, the, I don't give a fuck about the, how it tests. Just let me fucking smoke it. How does it taste? And then, then high is number two for me. Because oh, I want, yeah. If I have to smoke it, I'm probably going to smoke it a lot. So I want it to taste good. There are shirts that say weed should taste good. And I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, I love his shit. It might not even taste it's the highest, but it's going to taste good usually. Well, I don't even think that matters. Like if you look at like some OGs that test between like 18 and 22, it's not the highest, but they actually make you feel like the highest, like Chemdog. I don't think it tests in like the 30 and 40s. But it, it makes you feel really, really stoned. So I think the terpene and, uh, you know, entourage or whatever we want to call it, ensemble effect um, that it gives you is maybe more important than the THD for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Chernobyl's uh, posting over 30%. You know, he probably, he still wanted to get high. Yeah, no, he was picking for THD. He yeah. talked about that specifically. He wanted that wall. But yeah, but for, for, for sure, some of those, um, some of his strains are the most terpiest I've ever grown out. Even well, he also, I can't wait to get into this vortex because it was such so sativa high for me, like soaring, like fucking crazy. That and Jack's Cleaner too are known to have high amounts of THCV, which is a different type of high. Like if you've smoked a flower with high amounts of it, it is known as non-psychoactive at low amounts, but the more of it you consume, it becomes like extremely psychoactive and it creates that no ceiling high. I believe that's partially yeah. responsible for a lot of his trends that get you like higher than you've ever felt off just flower alone. I can't wait to find a male. That's what I'm most stoked for because then I want to fucking smash that into my bliss bud project. That's a great place to uh, work from. And there's another guy in the community right now doing a project called like Free the V. Um, he's going to be putting out some THCV seeds for free or like $1 a seed or something like just the cost to ship them to you or something like that. 
but uh, it'll be cool to see because he's got stuff testing pretty high. He found a cut, and uh, I think it was Doug's Varin originally was like the high T, uh, HCV strain that maybe they worked with. And I wish I could remember who it was. I see him on Instagram occasionally, um, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. Somebody in the chat might be able That's to cool. comment down. HCV is also appetite suppressant, so you know people can you know market it like diet weed. Well, and also I've actually um, when I've talked about this in the past, people in the comments are like, hey. THCV actually helped with their seizures, interestingly enough, and like no, like CBD didn't, but the THCV did, and uh, they found a few strains. I think it was actually some of Subcool's older stuff. So, and they, they said, hey, you know, that strain actually helped get rid of my seizures when they're having like 20 or 30 a day. So yeah. it's really interesting what it's capable of doing and being able to find it, because it is a more rare cannabinoid, and it then comes at a higher expense because people aren't growing it, they don't know where to find it and source it in a quantity. So it's cool to be able to grow it yourself, at least in... Uh, discernible amount that you can experience and uh, have that effect maybe for the first time for some people because it's uh, pretty rare compared like a lot of OGs and cookies are not coming across that at all like his stuff's a lot more old like there's like Durban high tie flyer like uh, his stuff had like old Cindy net crosses Romulan yep so uh according to let's see Detroit River Rat shout out to you thank you buddy and it was Debbie Hayes said that that book on Amazon used is 395 350 to 395 <laughs> so I that's it. easily probably my most expensive book that I own now and I just got it for basically free it's amazing the value supply and demand you know it's like I wouldn't uh, fucking sell it either I wouldn't fight someone to no, for it I tell them to fuck off it's a sentimental thing and I think that's why the, the price is so high because like people aren't going to let it go for cheap even if they got it for much less uh, well fuck, just because sub's not fucking here anymore and I know he wrote on that fucking book you know what I mean so it's fucking staying with me goddammit. <laughs> much respect to that I uh hope someday to be recognized in you know that light of like an author who was able to highlight cannabis in a good light and yeah well, that, that makes really you feel better bro your book is sitting right next to that one it's right there people <laughs> so people show me the that same shelf they're like hey you're on my shelf next to name any other big cannabis author and it does make me feel good to be in the names like up there because really there are only a handful of people making these types types of uh documentations of cannabis and putting it out there in hard copy especially so uh, I'm happy to be one of them and it's such a beautiful plant and like you could really see from his book if you have my book as well my book is directly inspired the stories and, and the genetics like talking about the lineage talking about the experience because that book was so impactful on me I loved it so much I was like there needs to be more of this not just about subcool strains but about all strains and uh, so that's where 50 strains of green kind of kicked off but still working on purple I'm probably more excited about it now than ever and uh, it's it's a worthwhile process because I think the people enjoy it just as much as I do. I, I still flip through it and look, look at it occasionally. It's a good coffee table book and uh, it's a good talking point occasionally when I'll be on a live stream or something and somebody will ask a question about a strain. I'll like pull it out and be like, oh, actually here, this is on page you know 24. <laughs> Talk a little bit more about it with specific and it's details. Fucking, it's super important to get that in a written form preserved now because so much of this is kind of like, oral tradition up until this point kind of a thing so um it's important to get it down and get it down in writing so that in the future if we're looking at these lineages and when we need to know the story they're right there in paper, paperback or wherever maybe digital at that time. I, I won't say exactly which link but some of the the photos that i posted are no longer there because the websites or instagrams have been literally deleted so they're gone from the internet 
So they're, they're preserved in 50 strands of green, which I'm very thankful for because like you said, you, you can't get rid of it once it's in uh, paper. I guess you could like 1983 style or whatever, burn all the books. But, but you got a digital too though. So yes, that's fucking awesome. Yes. And my editor in Australia has it, or uh, I should say formatter. I've got an editor coming soon too. So it's all good. I don't want to take too much time talking about the book though, because uh, it was just kind of reflecting on your day. And I think that's a really badass core that you, you just found out that basically you came across a book that is quite pricey and it would be very, very hard for you to source otherwise. So uh, I think good things happen to good people for a reason. Right it's place, brand right new, bro. It is not used, man. It is like primo. Crispy. They, he obviously was like friends with them. Like she said, that he was probably in yeah. the store, dropped off a bunch of copies, signed when they were there and only yeah. however many sold. So I dropped my I dropped my Instagram for him. Like, hey, if you have an Instagram, follow me on there. I said, keep in touch. <laughs> like, if you don't sell those seeds, you know who to get the hold of. I tried to buy the whole display, honestly. I said, how much you want for the display? <laughs> She's like, I don't want to sell that. <laughs> I was like, okay. I tried. I like where your head's at, though. I mean, might as well start somewhere, yeah. right? Uh never hurts to ask the worst they could say is no so then you were that's where i was that's where my head was i'm like liquidation that means sometimes desperate <laughs> Brandon, like, you said no. you had some Chern chernobyl in jars um that was found just from a seed what, what kind of uh terpene profile or aromas flavors are you getting off of that You're muted right now, Brandon. It was kind of lacking in the terpene department. Um, I don't really have a good description for it. It wasn't, a, it, it was real high in THC, but it was like 2% terps, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really get like a, it wasn't anything that, it just smelled like weed to me, you know, mm. like weed smell. You know what that smell is? It's just, oh, yeah. it smells weed, but it's not like this, oh, like, oh, this is lemon pine, or this is like Tootsie Rolls, or this is candy. It was just, it smelled like weed. It should be like lime sherbet or lime slushy, something like that. Yeah, That's lime slurpee or margarita is the, at least the pheno that I had was like that. But really, it, yeah. it does come down to everybody's got a different pheno. And you said this was something your buddy grew or you grew his pheno? Um, so he's been running the cut. This was the, actually the last round that he ran of this cut i think he discontinued it because he has other things that sell better um but on the commercial market someone that i work with um and uh it was the last batch but he tested it tested really high it was actually the highest uh uh cultivar that he ran that had uh you know across the board like you know just high thc decent terps but you know like the gorilla glue had something like 22 or 23 percent thc and it had twice as many terps it was at four percent and it just it hits us way harder like this dos funk that i'm smoking right now this weed like this weed gets me super fucking big dude this shit is fucking good. Brandon, they're asking in chat, and I'm curious too. What was that artwork they released today? Was that for uh, Death Breath or something? I was trying to guess it with the uh, coffin. 
or you so, can't or you don't want to release it you can keep it keep it held it's, held back. it's, it's actually super super limited it's only going to be 35 uh packs and they're and it's a six pack of seeds um it's not going to be very expensive so it's going to sell out real quick um but it is death breath times lime one bx it was never released I, i've ran it a bunch of times and i was debating on whether or not i was going to release it uh the and i decided that i would just do a limited release what are the trips like on it um okay so it is like this very sweet citrus kind of tangerine mixed with grapefruit but it has this really it's almost like a rotten trashy um like musky earth smell on it as well that's coming from the death breath side <laughs> death breath yeah the death breath is like the death breath is um it's got this kind of like uh fermented almost rotten uh smell to it but also has this but it's really like bright if it, if that makes oh, nice. sense so maybe Does it's got a little bit of citrus in there maybe a little bit yeah so it has like and it tastes like that too it tastes like like tangerine and grapefruit when you inhale it but it has this weird like funk to it it's it's just it i don't know how to describe it it's different than nice. any other than the, the weed um so i hit i crossed that with the lime one bx and i got some you know some really interesting pro uh profiles through all this stuff yeah that's just um, gonna be gone in a heartbeat yeah it'll it'll sell all after <laughs> I, when i drop it um i do still have like the the limelight and the black light which is the black lime reserve uh did open pollination with my number 22 limelight male the same male i used on for the f2 of the limelight which is limerilla times mac v2 yeah, um, I, got, I got a pack of those at work that's going to go in rotation we're going to you know hunt that at work so we might if we pull something out of that we might see a whole fucking room of that shit that'd be awesome yeah i've got i'm running the uh oh you know what's really cool is i did i, I got uh i got this hold on hold on this is super cool so i have some new t-shirts Oh, and I got t-shirts made for like the drops when I do the drops because we're going to do uh, a grand opening. Um, and so I have like t-shirts and stuff that I was like getting tested. Oh, like, dope. The onion, I got the onion burger. I really like that one. Uh, the blueberry train map. It's the same as the artwork from your uh, packs? For the seed drops because I'm running those same nice. varieties, right? So, um, I have a bunch of blueberry train mac running right now, and uh, I have onion burger, which is the PK MK Ultra. Uh, so I'm gonna be able to run a bunch of the other stuff when I move to that. I have run some more of the, uh, you know, the seed stock that I have to pick through some more phenos of some of the other stuff. So it'll be fun. I got a feeling I could spend fucking. 12 hours looking at your seed stock just looking at it <laughs> and drooling all over the fucking place dude i have so much i have so <laughs> seeds. dude i got so many seeds i don't know what to do with what i got well oh, we yeah, ran it up next to the question.
because oh, uh, oh you guys gotta see this one this one's hilarious so this one i just had one t-shirt made up because i didn't know i am putting this back into rotation and it's uh it's skittles uh silver nigerian from purple city uh, genetics crossed into mac but it's called fronts right and it's <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it uh Great. Just don't oh, get nice. yourself sued. I like it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're far enough away from their actual logos and everything. But uh yeah, no, it's that actually sounds like a fire cross. It wouldn't be what I had thought by the name and everything, but no, it doesn't have any actual runs or anything in it. But you know what's funny is you know, people been renaming shit forever. It would be like Oh yeah, I got some fucking diesel or I got some snow cap. I got some whatever. Dude, the names don't mean shit don't mean shit anymore, man, because dispos fucking will sit there and change names to shit when it's not selling to something else just to make it sell. So I mean that's why it's when I go hard, into a dispo, I say I want to know where it's grown. Just tell me where it was grown. So that they get pissed because I gotta go back and look at the tag every time, but that's the only information I want. I don't give a fuck. Just tell me where it was grown and then I'll figure it out from there. Well, Brandon, uh, speaking of, you were just talking about, I have a lot of seeds and we're talking about renaming. I'm, I'm sure, unfortunately, somebody may resell your packs because they're such limited volume and you're selling them at a fair price, right? So people are going to buy them at regular price and then go flip them for more. So is there a reason, um, like I'm seeing you look around at lots and lots of seeds and I've got a fairly small operation and I know uh, it's six seeds per pack and only, I think you said 35 packs. It's like 200 something seeds. And each time I've made seeds, I've gotten like thousands. So is there a reason to limit the volume that you're pr- uh, putting out there? Or is it just you're making it smaller volumes at a time? Um, no, I, I just, I wasn't even going to release it. That's the whole thing. I didn't want to release it because there's, there's stuff that's just like, man, this is like, this is fucking awesome. And I just kind of want to like, keep it to myself i was just kind of being selfish you know about about releasing it and so i decided you know i'll let i'll let some of them go but uh, then that leads to a lot of like f2 fuckery and then people calling it whatever it is right and you know uh, selling it, it as like an f1 and that's the whole thing and that was one of the reasons why i was like you know i'm not gonna uh you know, you don't give away stuff that you don't want people to use or that you don't want people growing. You know, if you want to keep something in and you want to keep it exclusive, don't give it out. You know, the bottom line, because when it comes down to it, people can do that. And it's like if, if you buy it and you do do that, I can't stop you from doing it. It's like I I'm the one that put it out there and put it up. So if somebody does that. That's, you know, whatever. But they know where the source is, you know, if it where, you know, where it came from. So you just keep releasing shit. You know what I mean? You can, you, if that happens, the way I look at it, Brandon's still ahead of the fucking guy that's just copying him. So if you want, everybody wants the shit first. They don't want it when everybody else has already got it. So Brandon's still got the market. The other person is just picking up the people who can't get a hold of Brandon's gear would be the only market he's got because it's Brandon's market. selling it at a, at a reasonable price. 
I'll like, say that's a pretty big market though. And, and some of those people spend more on marketing. Like I'll always kind of point the finger at Barney's farm, right? Who sells purple punch. They didn't breed purple punch. They don't credit supernova gardens at all. They sell more purple punch than supernova gardens. That's because supernova gardens doesn't sell purple punch. It's a clone. It's not a seed. So yeah. the fact that they're selling it as purple punch is problematic from kind of Dr. MJ alluded to like selling S ones or self or even like back crosses, you should yeah. specify what it is, but not just sell it as purple punch from Barney's farm and then spend a fuck ton of money <laughs> marketing. Hey, we're selling seeds in general. By our purple punch. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it getting more seeds in people's hands though. But uh, at the same time, I don't think it's cool that there's people out there ripping off other people's work. And I'm with you. I think that it's atrocious. And that's why I like to call it out because I think that you should support the original breeder. And if they don't sell the actual seed, trying to get across from them, it might be just as interesting or try and source that clone from somewhere that they maybe approve of or something like that. But um, unfortunately, there's a lot, lot more people uh, that knock off stuff and then sell it. And then people are thinking that they're growing the original OG Kush or the original Pro Punch or, you know, whatever. It, it's going to be like Limelight or Limerilla in the future, right? that people are thinking that they're growing, but it's going to be from some Canadian or Amsterdam seed bank that maybe doesn't even have the original genetic uh, stuff to work with. They just, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody has my cut of Limerilla because I've never given it out. I've given out seeds to Kyle and he hunted out and I have the, and I also have the cut that, uh, that he hunted out. But I haven't given out the the cut that I chose out. I got a little bit of it growing right now. But wouldn't you feel some type of way if you started seeing Limerilla seeds being sold or clones <clears throat> of Limerilla being sold at some dispensaries? Even oh, especially oh, because yeah. you know it's not out. Yeah. I mean, I would just let people know that that shit's fake. It's a, a good thing to comment on because it happens a lot. And uh, I think people should just be aware of where they're getting their clone and seed stock from. And just do your research because um, if you type like scam after that person's name and there's a bunch of results and people saying like, hey, this is fake, this is a knockoff or they didn't even send me anything, let alone like a fake something. It's a, there's some red flags that I think sometimes newer uh, growers or maybe just naive, good-hearted, trustworthy, trusting people um, end up sending money to the wrong person. There's a bunch of like fake uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram accounts uh impersonating my, my account yeah i was gonna say that. that's how i look at it i look at it the same way as the people impersonating me with social media and selling shit it's like i'm not selling anything guys so if you're buying shit from somebody claiming to be me that's a red flag <laughs> yeah and for the record i put in the description below the youtube video and on all the podcast platforms all of our social media information so if it's not one of those things listed, then be very wary and maybe DM one of the ones that is listed and say like, Hey, is this you? And 99% of the time, it's probably going to be like, no, that's not me at all. So don't trust that person. So weekly reminder to be skeptical of uh, strangers on the internet trying to take your money. Even if they're really charismatic or smart. Especially. Yeah, actually, especially, Uh, you know, Brandon, um, I just wanted to say say here um, that uh, you gave me some um, Limelight F2, which I really appreciate in the package where you also sent me three. And if you hear that sound in the background, these are the vials um, yeah. of a uh, Bouveria bacillus thermogenesis and the MA one, or that was a, 
Metahusium, right? Yeah. And um, I got some questions from people that they were talking about, um, you know, they were just curious more about the product and where you get it and stuff. Do you have any of that information? Not to put you on the spot or anything like that, but I was just curious. Yes, from a biotech company. It's sourced from China. And I work, I've been working with them for about three years. And so I get all of that. And then I have a lab here that's working on all the testing as well. But each of those 12 um, gram vials or those uh, oh, okay. 12 milliliter vials are 100 billion CFU spore count for each of the different bacteria or fungi that's in there. That's really impressive. And that's spores. It's not just inocula, right? Not just inoculated material. That's spore count. No, that there's no, there's no, um, there's no filler in there in those vials. So it's just pure spore. That's Mm -hmm. how can, that's how they can get the concentrate so high in such a small volume because it's, you know, it's right. Because otherwise, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because you couldn't possibly do it with such a small amount. Right. It just wouldn't. Um, yeah. And I, and I was, I made a live stream for those who don't know, I'm asking about this because, um, you know, I made a live stream where I mentioned all this sort of stuff and the reason why, you know, there are, I've, I've been seeing a lot of different places with Bouveria and I'm curious what the chat thinks about that because for me and for my personal experience um, I've had conversations and I worked with people who used to like generate this stuff on an industrial level and have worked with like the USDA and that kind of thing. Um, so that's where part of my fascination comes from. And, um, you know, it bothers me quite a bit, speaking of like copycats and also people who maybe just say things that are not true on the internet, whether they think that it is or not. There were, I, I, I was uh, pretty upset to hear people saying, like, as if they were to know the source and other sorts of things of the products that you get, specifically this, um, you know, and, and they don't, they don't know what the source is. They don't know how the methodology is about uh, this sort of a thing. And um, I just wanted to advocate for a source. Of course, I'm biased, Brandon, you're my friend, right? But at the same time, you know, I know that you don't shirk away from uh, like basically a scientific explanation or, or, or getting things from a source or going through and doing tests and that sort of a thing. So yeah, the whole reason, the whole reason why I used the, uh, I started distributing the product because I found that the efficacy with these things was, they work really well. And if you have, and if you use these things in your integrated pest management SOPs and your, and it's part of your, your process, you're not going to run into issues. And so I use them myself, but I able to offer the same thing at a really reasonable price for other people as well. So it, it just makes sense. Yeah. And like the other thing is that uh, when people produce these and they don't get them from a company and they're not like doing some tests to, to find out. And I don't know. And I'm curious to know more about what those other tests you were talking about consist of or what you're trying to sort of quantify. But um, I just want to I just want to oh, make yeah. sure that the results that I'm getting from them match. So I'm having, you know, a, uh, basically. Another party validate the 
the like colony forming units and things like that you know so like whether they actually germinate and that kind of stuff exactly you know i just want to see that the numbers match you know and i need to do that anyway for all the labeling compliance and all that because right now i'm going through a huge transition where we're going through um to all of the ag departments through uh uh in every state and so i have to register all the products that we have and then we have to have labeling compliance so you know we start off with california good place to start (laughs) oregon and washington and if we have those covered we can basically make a copy paste model and we just pay the registration fee it's usually hundred dollars per product per state you have to pay for all this but once you do it and get it all figured out and so we're like i have all the fertilizers registered i have the omri pack ready to go so all we have to do is um just finish all the registration process the labeling uh, we're revamping all the labels to make sure that's compliant with the requirement for like you know omri listings and for the california department of agriculture you know, so we're just going through all the process right now because everything's going to rapidly change. I think uh, with my company, it's 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 happening. It's already in motion. You know, it's changing very quickly. That's very Brandon, exciting. Brandon, do you know off the top of your head, maybe not, how much those vials weigh when they're empty? Uh, Big Paul in chat was asking. I believe it is twelve grams. Twelve grams. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's um, it's it's something that I'm very passionate about because uh, it's very kind of it, the reason I brought it up was similar to what we're talking here with the plants and, and people taking cuts or breeding with them and is it the real stuff? Is it not the real stuff? Was it? And and what'll happen is people will just say things and then there's noise and then people don't know who's saying the right or who's wrong and uh, you know of course we've got hundreds of examples of people. Um, you know, questioning the pedigree of various plants, because you can't just know, you know, a lot of times the only way you would really know is if you could like, like sequence them genetically or talk to the people who made them. And for me, with these, with these fungi, especially with these microbes, people are like saying, oh, yeah, you know, I make it on agar or whatever, not knowing that if you do it that way, um, you can lose virulence traits really rapidly, and they're not really going to be effective. But if you don't know that or you don't care about that and you're producing a bunch of spores and things and people are buying your like, I don't know, that's super unethical to me. Um, and people people will just take you on faith because they don't they, they're not going to sequence it. They don't know to do it even. So I appreciate that you actually go through the hassles, what I'm really trying to say. And, and you have some to try so you can you can. Uh, oh, yeah apply it and see you know what you think third party for sure third party verification is important i think with products like i've always liked the show me the data approach especially if you're buying something like that and you're redistributing it to as the business i think it's a good due diligence to know exactly what you're selling so testing the product knowing exactly what you have is what they said it was and uh you know sourcing a good product that the people it, you're you're using it in your garden and having success with it so i think that's a good first step to like stand by your own stuff and uh, use it in your garden and have success with it and demonstrate you know how and why it works and that a lot of people kind of follow suit so 
it you naturally kind of sells itself. Guys, a lot of you guys are using it too. You know, Micro Plus, it, I get so much positive feedback on, you know, on what it does for their, you know. Their yeah, they're saying baked in chat says needs to come in bigger bottles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the thing. So Bokashi has become like a multifaceted company where I'm looking at distribution and logistics. So I think what I have a bunch of things happening. Um, but my company is going to grow exponentially because I have the manufacturing of microbes like the micro plus and doing other solid state fermentation with other consortiums to make liquid concentrates that are easier for people to use. Right. Um, we're also going to be switching up to these, uh, bioplastics as well for all the, for all the packaging. Um, and then there's also the fertilizer side of the business, all the humate fertilizer. And then there's the, you know, consulting side with the, you know, we'll have like the nutrient calculator on the website that people will be able to type in their Logan lab data on and be able to get readouts. So it's a lot of stuff that a lot of moving parts that um, I'm putting in motion and I'll be, you know, getting some, I'll be, my taxes will be done for the last two years. And so I'll, I, I will be able to get um, money from, you know, small business loans, things like that. And I'm going to take up some debt on the, on the, on the company. And so I can expand it because it's already growing rapidly. And I just need to be able to hire some more people to do some of the technical work, like the inter revamp, the internet stuff. Like my boy's coming up here and we've already, it's all in motion. So it's just like, I'm moving to Broken Bow, another part of the state, getting a bigger building, doing a bunch of stuff with some other people out there. I've got like a ton of stuff going on with NASA Agritech. Um, it's just it's, things are just going to be changing rapidly. And so I'm, uh, you're always staying busy yeah. over there. And it's always good to have a little extra capital. Uh, it is like the lifeblood of business, right? So uh, yeah. keep going and uh, allow you to expand. I know that with your work ethic, I, I find it hard to see you not succeeding. So. Uh, you're putting in the work, you're doing the research, and you're connecting with the community and building the community. So uh, I definitely stand behind the Micro Plus product and many of the other stuff things that I've tried from Bokashi Earthworks. So uh, cheers to you okay. for sure on and that. check this out. One more thing, one more thing. Okay, so that lab, I bought this shipping container lab. I found it on Facebook Marketplace, and I was like, fuck it. I splurged a bunch of money on it, and I'm going to be able to outfit it all badass and set it all up. Is that just a Connex? Can I just ask you, is that a Connex? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it has it has the capability for 400 amps. And on one side, it has uh, independent uh, heating and air on both sides. So on each side of the box, and it's segregated. So And it also has 240 power. It's got vent hoods. It's got, oh, I mean, fuck. it's got like an emergency shower and eye wash station. It's... It's super rad. I'm like so stoked to be able to set that up. And then my homie is going to be setting up his Connex box to do medicinal mushrooms. So part of what we're going to do is making like edibles that are um, full spectrum with, with medicinal uh, mushroom extract. Yes. Those are a good combination. Maybe you could even pipe some of the uh, CO2 from the mushroom farm over to the cannabis grow because i know i think mushrooms are like people they take in oxygen and they let off co2 i think if i'm remembering correctly talk to steve reisner he did that in a uh, aquaponic facility they grew mushrooms too at the same time and use that to to make the co2 for the plants 
So yeah, I, I, I find did, that very interesting. I remembered hearing it somewhere, so I knew it, it's been done and it's um, potential. So might as well have them work hand in hand. I had a thought for Kyle because I, I don't know if you're leaving at the hour, but maybe it'll be a good way to pass over to you because it's something I'm thinking about and I know many others are, and if not, they will be soon. Uh, so how do you think about uh, choosing seeds and, and what to pop next? I know a lot of us have some grows coming up and you got some new seeds and things like that. And uh, so what, what's your process like? What do you think about when you have to pop some new seeds? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a difficult, well, I wouldn't say it's a difficult way to answer, but it's I'm, I'm kind of complex in, in what I use because uh, a lot of people want to trade and I don't mind trading. I just don't really care to use a lot of people's stuff. Um, you know, I think the industry, again, which is how, why I started the business, there's a lot of these uh, varieties are just uh, like, I'm sure like their, their flower is beautiful, but they just don't do well. You know, it's almost separated, right? You got like your, your homegrown sector and like your commercial scale sector. And a lot of the stuff that uh, people are releasing for like these extreme amounts of money in these packs. And I mean, like they draw a lot of attention, but they, uh, a lot of people have negative feedback. I'm not, not everybody, but like there's a lot of feedback with hermaphrodation and things going on with that. So it's like, it's hard for me to kind of chase the hype and nor do I really want to. Um, I mean, it's, it's okay to use some stuff uh, here and there, but I always run it first. You know what I mean? If it's something that I really like and I think it's kind of like sketchy in my mind, I'll still run it and just to see how it performs. And, um, you know, for me, I'm I'm a big fan of like, if it can do its own thing without any training, uh, those are the type of plants that I prefer to like keep with me. Um, like all the moms I have now, I don't do anything. I don't like LST them and they just all look like beautiful bushy plants without any training at all. And they're in like these wicked fucked up like tents with like no air. Um, cause they're all in like these breeding chambers. I have like a, just like a bunch of, uh, you know, four by fours and two by fours that I breed in, but it's just like minimal air and they just, they just, they're just completely fine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess who I choose from, uh, people that are kind of doing their work, you know, I mean, uh, like these one-off stuff, I don't really kind of play with, but like people that I know that they kind of go into their stuff. Um, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be like name dropping people, but uh, it's just, just who are you calling. literally popping next is the, is the question, I guess. If 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 who if you're thinking forward in the future, if you've decided, I don't know if you've actually decided, but who is the next person you're going to pop if it's not your own? And if it's your own, that's fine. Tell us what that is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm tapping into that night. Uh, well, there's a big, oh, it's, this is the weirdest part. I don't know how to handle it yet, honestly. Uh, so remember Blue Skies Vienna? I uh, had all those, that skunk material. Well, so the material is legit. And if, at least from the feedback that I've seen from everybody, like from people in uh, Colorado and California, but man, has he caused a lot of problems in the industry? Like uh, talking shit about Kevin Jodry and just like, just like talking shit about everybody. Everyone's fake. Sam, the skunk man's fake. This guy's a shit bag. This guy. And it's like, so like, I don't even know if I should like tag the dude, but I kind of just want to tap into that material. Uh, but wait a minute, I got to find this guy. He sounds like my kind of guy. He also uh, had claimed that he got his stuff from Old Timer One, and then I guess Brandon was saying Old Timer One came out and said, "Hey, I don't even know who this guy is. Never worked with him." So, well, yeah, I'm not too sure the the materials legit. Where whether he's, I'm sure he doesn't. He seems like a con con man, but I don't know for sure. No, I don't like getting involved in uh, those kind of politics. But well, him like, and uh, some people have run it and liked it. Like I said, Kenyo at the top of the show, who had the berry lights, they've grown out the uh, this skunk claim yeah. I, I did this earlier skunk and they found some stuff that they liked so i mean it just everybody can 
make their own decisions and, and grow what they want to grow and see what they might find or yeah. not find. Yeah, the material seems legit. Uh, but more importantly, I guess, so what is happening in the next six months other than what I'm launching? Um, so Mr. Soul is actually in the process of flowering my New England rock candy as we speak, and he's going to be putting his Durban tie uh, into it. And depending on how that progeny turn out, uh, we're going to basically be releasing a, a project together, which is pretty exciting. And then uh, Gene, I had asked Gene basically saying like, hey man, I did a, a collaboration with John from Green Bodie. Would you be willing to do the same thing? And he's like, well, as long as you have, as long as you test all the kids, you know, we're just he's joking around. So as long as you test the stuff, I was like, well, of course. So he sent me a bunch of stuff that uh, we're gonna be doing. So basically I'll be popping his stuff uh, next. Um, but you know, what I really wanna work on, right? And I've been having an issue with the uh, seed stock, obviously. So I need to like change something up because uh, I was also moving around a lot. So I kind of couldn't really hone in on what I needed to do. But my goal now is to like, basically I have so much seed stock from like 1960 and 1970, the eighties and nineties. I'm like a huge fan of anything pre 2000, like obsessed versus anything post 2000. But, uh, I'm going to start making a huge genetic library that people have access to. So I'm going to have like almost categories for like 1960, 19. And I got a guy up here that does tissue culture and stuff. So I can, uh, or embryo saving that will help me kind of tap into some of that older stock. But and just kind of like make this like, you know, I have some of those Northern lights that were grown in New England for the last 30 years that came off of that Scentsy Skunk magazine. Uh, I, remember, I think I told that story earlier, but um, so just tapping in some of the old stuff, some of the old Northern lights, some of the old skunk, and then obviously kind of creating some of my stuff too. So this is a, a lot of things going on, but uh, I don't know if I answered your question at all, but just, I guess if my answer to anybody is just make sure whoever's doing it is just doing a really good job. I mean, you know, I don't, I think the biggest problem is people just find something that's fire and then just cross it, you know, and then they put in the industry. It's just like, and it just kind of sucks, you know? So I'm, I'm just really particular on, and like I was telling with, especially with even Brandon's gear, which I got lucky or any of the gear, if I pop 20 seeds, I'm calling and killing everything before I see anything flower. So everyone will flower. And again, my approach is different from everybody. And I don't hate on whatever they do, but like, I'll kill everything before I even get to flower. Cause I just, it's more important to me for the whole pro process, not just the flower, you know, like how did the plant grow? Was it symmetrical? Did it, you know, and stretch did it, did it, it was just too much going on when it went to the flowering stretch. So uh, it just overall quality is what I'm looking for, I guess. Uh, so just, you gotta find those people. That definitely, uh, I think, thoroughly answers the question, and you gave us an idea of some of the genetics that are going to be popping next. So, uh, good insight into what you think about um, and all that good stuff. So, I hope that you do find something skunky in that work, because whether or not that person has worked with the people they say they have, or whatever, or people have good or bad experiences with them, once you get the seeds, if if you grow them and give them your best effort, I think that you can find some fire and a whole from a whole lot of places. Like Res Dog, for example, was a uh, I mean, there's no allegedly he he gave up a lot of people on forums. He snitched and he had a lot of sour crosses that were pretty good and people kind of respect the genetic, but not necessarily the breeder in that case. The genetics are still good. So if you have like res dogs, Howard Diesel or crosses of it, you might have some fire, but you might be morally put off by the fact that the guy who made them is a little bit of a sleazebag. But and uh, I, I'm just there's always something to think about. And I'm glad that uh, you're looking into some of the old school stuff that seems to be kind of forgotten. I covered a lot of that stuff that in my book, but I do think things are moving more towards the purple frosty uh, tight nug, you know, Instagram weed is Adam from 2020 minutes, you know, likes to call it that might be all show and no go, but uh, it tends to grab people's attention. So I respect anybody's growing NL and old I'm stuff. Sorry. Skunk. I was just saying, yeah, I'm I, I, 
gonna get to your stuff, Kyle. That's my next. They're, they're up next on my popping thing. So I know I've been, I've, been, I've been waiting. Everyone I give them something. I'm like, man, when are they gonna when are they gonna pop them? Thing? <laughs> um, but you I know what I tried the speak- room down for a while. Yeah. Speaking of uh, medicinal, you guys, I you know obviously as we know, like uh, I'm just trying to search for something specific that works for me, where I can just like kind of be kind of high and chill, but and whatever. And uh, I found this vape uh, pen at. A local dispensary near here and it was cbd cbg and cbn and man that was like the most comfortable and delicious i don't know what, what they put ad for terpenes or maybe it was something else but uh it was just like the most awesome feeling man i don't know if you guys have ever have any guys smoked like cbg and shit or cb we all i know we've talked about cbn and stuff but like i don't know if any guys ever just like actually smoked cbg and cbn and stuff i haven't not a combo like that and those are all pretty relaxing anti-inflammatory i could imagine it would put you oh. pretty relaxed man my wife's got a little edible that's like uh a few milligrams of cbn a few milligrams of uh cbd and a few milligrams of thc but the cbg is a interesting one that i've only had a little bit of experience with but i think that that combination could definitely provide a lot of re- relief and uh i'm happy that it's working for you and if there's flavor it's usually terpenes that's added to the yeah. art there are other things but most of the time it's terpenes it was yeah it was delicious for sure so spartan you said you're thinking about maybe popping some of kyle's seeds next so what do you think about like i know you've talked about in the past you ask your friends what they're growing and uh, you get their recommendations on other breeders and things like that so who are some i know you've got a quite a seed vault over there as i'm sure most home growers do at this point so what's you're looking at that you know vault you've got a whole bunch of seeds in front of you and like what are you grabbing for and why well it all depends where I'm at in my flower and everything. Like, so right now, um, the next up for me to pop when I can get a chance is going to be Kyle's stuff. Cause that's the next thing I had. I had Brandon's and I'm going to try to do Kyle's and, um, and then after Kyle's stuff, I'm going to probably get back into my bliss bud product, getting the next step. Um, I did pop some, I forget who the hell genetics are from. But they were named the Russell. The strange name is Russell. So I popped a couple of those because I had to. And uh, I'm searching for a male out of that. It's a sweet cross too. It's Jack Hare and, and Chem Dog. And so um, I'm looking for a male in that to work into Bliss. And then I'm also, if, if I don't find it, I can pop a Vortex looking for a male. But I want to get a male. And I want to work hit that into Bliss so I can get... Um, some seeds to select a male and a female to make a cross. And then I'll feel like at that point, it's at least my cross. And so that's kind of my, so that, so that if I can, I'm sure I'll have plenty. <laughs> so for sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. And so that's my next couple steps with it. I what did I to- send you Spartan? Do you remember? Or do you know? I have to pull out the tags again because I have to. We have to like decode it. It's like, uh, uh it's it was named something weird. But uh, when I asked you before, you knew right where you knew right what they were. So uh, when I go yeah, to pop them, I get a hold. Sometimes of when it. I'm short on like P touch paper, I, I start using abbreviations because <laughs> I don't yeah, have time to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to go back to staples. I'm like shit. But the <laughs> one I think I think one of them that you said was was the. Uh, an early uh, New England rock candy. So, 
Yeah, I think you have like the actual true New England rock candy, which like anytime anyone brings up having that, it's like, it's like yeah, you bet you might want to do something with that, like self it because that, that shit's fucking non-existent. But I am, I actually have a, a reversed Nurk right now and I have a bunch of uh, Nurk receivers. So hopefully uh, I can come out with another generation because people, people love that, man. Like the actually the original New England rock candy. So. Yeah, so if I... If yeah, I got two more seeds. Find, I'm growing one right now. Yeah, I think I have... The thing that's what I have is two seeds, so I'll probably pop both of them. It's exciting. Save cuts, everybody. <laughs> will I will? <laughs> I just popped uh, three uh, cherry New England rock candies that I got from you, and they all all three popped. And uh, yeah, man, people love that a lot. They got like because that Afghan cherries, uh, depending on Fino, was like uh, it yields pretty well and it's like pretty stature and then if you take the rock candy it's got like more of a uh, a tallish hybrid types uh body to it nice. typically uh between the two they just people i haven't heard anything negative about that strain everyone has really 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 liked it it's blended it blended really well as two two parents so you should like it oh they said uh thank shout out to brian for 20 p.m in chat he said that's lucky dog seed company that that did the uh russell they're uh very legit if you're looking for anything chem dog related so i think lucky dog is skunk va it's a chem dog back cross on one side and a uh check her back cross on the other side kyle as far as the new england rock candy um are the the lineage from that i could be misremembering i think you were saying that was like uh alien genetics like rock candy base but you did something with it maybe you selfed it and uh, worked it back to itself or something yeah, when I first moved to uh, Massachusetts, there was an, uh, an Asian kid that worked at the grocery store, and all he talked about was alien rock candy, and that he knew the guy, because he lived in, he was from Colorado, they moved here to try and capitalize on the industry in mass, and uh, basically he knew the guy that actually created alien rock candy and offered him like, I think he said like $5,000 just for a cut, and the guy was like, nah, I'm all set, and because it was important, you know, I guess it was testing at 33 or 30, the original was testing somewhere in the 30s, and uh, the guy tried to get it, but he kept talking about it. And one day we're, we're at the grocery store and we, for shits and giggles, kind of Googled it. And uh, I think it was Dutch seed, Dutch seed company had it. And we were like, okay, so we bought it. And, um, and we tried to buy it again and it disappeared. So I don't know if they like had a pack or forgot to take it down or, or it was something really weird, but we got lucky. They sent it. And yeah, I mean, every Fino that we got from that pack was like really beautiful, but there was one that stood out. So I selfed it looked at all those children. I kept that one that I thought was, you know, in the original, the best. And then I did a back cross. And when I went through that generation, I found, uh, you know, New England rock candy. And I didn't want to like, I still give them credit. You know, I don't like hide it or anything. I, I also kept half the name there. So if they ever want to say something, it's like, dude, I was still kind of carrying on your legacy a bit, but um, it just, yeah. I mean, everything I've done with her is uh, she just hates being reversed, man. She'll go full male. And she'll even have pollen in her, but sometimes the pollen isn't is uh, is sterile, and I'm not too sure why. I've been trying to play with it. like I I reversed a short one and then a tall one to see if maybe there's a difference in there. But uh, I've gotten her to to, to release pollen because I I had some of it. Man, I've tried twice since, and it's been a, uh, an issue. But um, but yeah, that's where that's where she came about. And uh, I tried to reach out to Alien Genetics to see if we could get like a if I could get man, I would love to have a male of that like so bad, but uh, they didn't respond. So. If you do get a hold of them, ask them about Fruity Pebbles OG or FPOG for me as well, because I would fucking love to get uh, any anything yeah. even related to it. Yeah, my best friend's been trying, well, and me, I've been trying to find that, the original, for like a long time. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there's just uh, some 
recreations of it out there that right. I don't think are to the standard of, of what I'm necessarily looking for. And one thing what I noticed you... on the book when I was flipping through the dank book was a lot of substrains, at least in that book, had just a touch of CBD. And I think that's kind of what we're missing on, on some of these newer strains where the CBD is like zero. Like literally zero in the testing you see. It's like not like sometimes like non-existent. Yeah, so they have to put like, yeah, on the testing, it's like CBD, like less than zero <laughs> or whatever. It is uh, potentially definitely. It's funny because a lot of his stuff in my experience is like got people super, super stoned. He wouldn't think like CBD, but he also had like the Pennywise and a few other CBD crosses yeah. that uh, he was putting out there towards the end. I think he had like Dark almost night. 50 strains on his menu when he passed. Amazing how many strains that dude had, man. Well, he had other breeders too that, was help, that were helping him. He had kind of like... North Star, uh, yeah. Genetics, and then Badger. Proof for a while. Badger, yeah. Uh, Heroes of the Farm, uh, Patrick, and, you know, he, he did a lot of collaborating. Uh, yeah. Mr. Soul was even, like, I think part of the original, like, TGA. Like, he got some of the genetics from Mr. Soul. Uh, Cinderella 99 is using some of the such crosses. Sure. Yeah. I see Dog Doctor Official in the uh, in the chat. He recently he recently tagged us in a bunch of stuff, or in a post recently. Wasn't that right, Jack? I don't recall seeing that. So if you could enlighten me or refresh my oh. memory. Yeah, um, he was just thanking mostly people from the chat here or, or the panel here, but also um, other people he's interacted with that allowed him to grow such a a great harvest. And I just wanted to shout out that and i appreciated it um it was looking pretty nice maybe yeah, you didn't get tapped maybe it was dog doctor i i do see him in chat i think also big aussie bud is another one who tags us yes. and yeah. the harvest recently i think might have been big aussie bud but smart poker. cheers to everybody having recent harvest smart poker has had some recent hash made and some good harvest yeah. Cheers, everybody in the community is having a nice harvest coming down. It's a great feeling. The best part is the community, man. That's why we do this and keep coming back. Well, I don't know. Even we've had, we have had some hidden shows where the community wasn't there. We definitely have had just phone calls. <laughs> and shit wasn't working. And it was, it was yeah. worth it those two times that we missed, I think. Uh, we still had a good time. Yeah, yeah. how would you describe, uh, so you've actually grown the, the true Fruity Pebbles? No, I have not. Unfortunately, I, I want it. I'm asking for it because I, I'd like to. But I on a vacation with my brother, <laughs> we got some just and again, this goes down to the whole who knows what it actually was. But um, it tasted like actual Fruity Pebbles and it smelled amazing. It looked amazing. It had like nice dense buds. It was purple with like orange and green mixed in there and had a great smell, flavor, and you high. Had me, it tastes like fruity pebbles. That's where you had me, dude. Like straight up, like like the cereal that I grew up with, like as a child. Like, and I enjoyed. I have quite a bit of a sweet tooth myself, and uh, I, I wasn't afraid to have that synthetic garbage back then. So I don't no, eat it really anymore. But uh, maybe on occasion, who knows? But well, Jack, I might have something you like then, because uh, somebody just tagged me in a post. Uh, this was like three months ago, but. And said it was like a uh, my breeder's cherry cake. Uh, it was like the wedding cake by Afghan cherries. And a it was actually it was extremely beautiful. So I was like, hey man, you know what are the odds you have a cut of that? And he's like, oh, I do. And he lives in Massachusetts. So I was like, oh, we should meet up. And I'd asked him to describe what the terpene profile was like. And he said it was intense fruity pebble cereal. 
So, uh, and I'm flowering it right now, so I'll know more in uh, about six weeks or something. But uh, I'd be willing to send you a cut if it comes out being close to what you're at. Oh, yeah. You're interested. I would be interested. I'm curious to see if it translates to your garden or if uh, hopefully it's not just a, um, a lot of times I think people smell things. Uh, right. And, and it doesn't necessarily translate. But if it does, I'd be super stoked because that is something that I, I'm looking for that flavor whether it's from alien genetics or elsewhere, I'm not thinking that they like have a monopoly on the fruity pebble smell. Just like, I don't think that anybody has a monopoly on this skunk smell. <laughs> it's like Kevin yeah. Jodry is not the only one who has it potentially. Like it could be in some old grandma's uh, cabinet, you know, like somebody from the 60s, 70s or 80s that has old seeds in a tin somewhere and they pop those and they find something. Or I really think it's going to come from like some of the old kind of gear that you're working with, like the NLs and the skunks and crossing those back and forth to each other some of the chem stuff and uh, sour diesel even see what you can find in there. I'm thinking some of this burger stuff, you know, where you got the chemi and then you got the GMO where it's just this onion and then kind of starting getting foul. I think it's along those lines somewhere in there. I think so too. It could definitely pop out. Somebody will eventually find it. It's just a matter of time. Enough of us growing cannabis, but I wanted to give the American one a chance to say what he, uh, thinks about when he's going to pop seeds next because i know you've got a whole bunch of different stuff over there Tao. you've popped some of my gear and some of uh other people on the panel as well but uh what are you going to pop next and and how do you go about choosing actually i'm gonna go <clears throat> i'm not gonna pop anything for a little while i got a whole bunch of cuts and but the next ones i'm gonna pop are gonna be some of my own so i have like a whole bunch to go through that i really haven't tried out yet so that's pretty much where I'm going to be for a little while anyway. Which ones of your own? Well, I mean, I, I got to do, I want to do Godiva. Nice. Chocolatey one. Because it's Godwood by Cheesequake. And I, I mean, I've done it a whole bunch of times, but I want to whittle that down a little and try and get it a little bit more uh, uh, like stable in the, in the strain, in the uh, phenos I would with uh with genotypes it'll give to you because the one that the, my favorite one it was um you know it was only like two out of three if that <clears throat> and uh but it was like you, if you just took off the fan leaves that was all you had to do let it dry and put it you know people would love it yeah those are nice <laughs> yeah so other than that uh yeah because i i have like I went through five, four or five chocolate tie females. And I think, I don't know if I said this on the show yet, but I think I had COVID and didn't know it because there was a whole bunch of shit. I'm like, man, none of this shit smells like anything. It has no smell. And then I, so I put it in the jars, you know, and then when I, one day I opened up the jar to the shit, I had no smell. All of a sudden I was like, damn, man, what the fuck is this? And it just reeked. And so, yeah. Um, so I got, I'm like, was it chocolatey through. though? Was it like chocolate, like you're looking for? Well, one one smelled chocolate had a hint of chocolate right away, but the one that after it cured a while it does have a little chocolate flip smell to it too. But the stuff that I was like, wow, it smells was it even a different plant that was like, oh, I, okay, I'm cons- I think that's what it was. I think yes, I, maybe it was. What terpene is that? What terpene is putting off like chocolate chocolate terps? Have you uh, ever grown cuvee from TGA? 
It's oh. OG Chocolatai F5s from AKB Brains is what the, the those seeds are. And I ran the Chocolo, but that didn't really have any... Um, no, that was like well before. That didn't have any smell, potent smell at all. Maybe a slight like earthy kind of smell, but nothing really. Tell have you ever grown grown cuvee from TGA? No, I haven't. So I don't, I don't have the cut right now. I phenol hunted it, the F ones. I if I had the chocolate, I call it chocolate tootsie roll. Or they call it the tootsie roll because it's it smells like a tootsie roll, right? Some people say chocolate, but to me, it smells just like a cherry tootsie roll. But okay. um, my buddy, like, um, like definite, like what, like a hundred percent, like you, it's yeah, definitely. Chocolate. I would swear that's what it smells like as a plant. But the yeah. if you don't like cure it like exactly perfect, it's just gonna run away from you fast. So it's one of those ones that goes away, the cherry part of it. But right. the tootsie roll stays. And um, but Indica B has it right now, so I'm sure I can get the the a cut back and uh, and uh, we can uh, get it to you there. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. But yeah, there's a couple now that are promising on the uh, the uh, beans from AKB brains, and uh, but and the chocolate. Even though it didn't have any chocolate, one was definitely a good high. So I, I still have a cut of that, and I have two, three, three other females to go through, and I saved two males of the uh, of the chocolate tie. And uh, I'm going to make seeds and I'm going to put that on timeout for a while because uh, I like I'm going to make a lot of seeds and then I want to go through a lot of seeds. So I want to I'm going to have to use eat up a lot of room or do it some, you know, someplace else, but whatever. But yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. So <clears throat> but when I get some room and I'm going to pop seeds, it's going to be I think I'm going to start with like a dive and then a couple of the other ones that I didn't try, like the, uh, the time right by blueberry pollen which I know is going to be killer. That's exciting to get through some of your stuff. Like um, I got some Velvet Punch F3s going right now. I put them off for a little while and when you finally get to it, it's always uh, fun to see what is there. The potential and everything is great. And I'm happy to hear that you've found some of uh, the chocolate that you're looking for. And it sounds like Spartan also might have a cut. It's perfect. If the cherry goes away in the cure, then like who, who really cares for him? He's looking for the chocolate. So <laughs> it uh, yeah. works out perfectly with that one. And uh, Tootsie Roll, that's like uh, maybe a little bit synthetic chocolatey, but I know exactly what smell you're referring to because, again, grew up with that sweet tooth and uh, definitely iconic smell. And there's that cannabis definitely has the potential to have that sweet synthetic chocolatey aroma or, or even like a natural chocolate. Uh, but that's the only thing I, the, the thing that I can, you know, the only thing I can think of that I have access to that's close to chocolate is that. Your nose knows. Um, olfactory is your, like in psychology, they'll tell you it's your number one related to your memory scent uh sense like of all of your senses the memory is most tied to your uh, olfaction or your smell so if you think tootsie roll when you smell it like there's a pretty good indication your brain has made that association like this also smells like a tootsie roll so oh, yeah we are uh, yeah, we, we around... don't give ourselves enough credit as humans like we look at like drug dogs and other animals like how good their scent is um or sense of smell but we actually have a very strong sense of smell if you train it and uh learn certain things to look for like that yeah, there's a lot of times I'll be doing something or like out in public and I'll get this smell and I'll be like, where is that? And it just, it, it takes a second, but then I revert to like a, an old memory bank from when I was a child. I'm like, oh, I remember that's what it was. You know, so it's, it's definitely a thing. It's, it's cool. 
it'll take you back like a an old cologne or something that smells like a so family member. when you figure it out too isn't it when you finally figure it out you're like oh yeah or even that, like that's yeah, or like, even like uh like spray that like some girl wore in high school like like a candy spray and you're especially like, oh, no, yeah you know or just or whatever laundry certain laundry scents that your grand your grandmother used or something yeah it's crazy it could take you back but uh to get back on the growing topic i want to ask uh, noah the grower because you've been quiet over there i know you grow more clones uh, but you, you could even say what clones you're picking next or uh, what seeds you're popping next because i know that you're also popping seeds recently so uh what what do you go about uh with your process there how do you choose what's coming next and why well i have a bunch of really good stuff that i had gotten from people on the panel and i'm definitely going through that first i got the stuff from kyle first so i'm going through that first and i'm going to go through the stuff i got from brandon and uh, I've, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but I've been just so busy dealing with my granddaughter and stuff. But uh, I just got a new, uh, God, what is it? A, a new platinum, uh, I believe it's runts, either platinum runts or platinum, a, a new platinum cross. I got a duct tape cross. I got a bunch of new stuff, but uh, I just bought a two by four tent. It's supposed to be here tomorrow, but I already got a humidity dome pop those seeds i got from kyle i was i only did three because i'm also doing some vegetable starts for my freaking vegetable garden in it but uh, i'm gonna start just running through some of the seeds that i have uh i got some of a bunch of stuff from uh coma the grower still i won some like a long time ago like when he first started before he's even on instagram and he was like coma trichome i got some meow from him that i've been sitting on for a while that i'm gonna run so i got i got a i got a whole bag like half backpack full of seeds too so i'm definitely just but the stuff I got from Kyle is the first one I'm running through, and then I'm going to run the stuff I got from Brandon. So that's where I'm at right now. For where sure. do you get? Where do you know? Where do you get all these cuts? Do you have, do you go to a nursery, like a nearby nursery, or do you have just friends that you kind of deal with? Okay, okay. So I don't talk a lot about it, but yeah, I do have a lot of friends. Uh, a lot of my buddies have been growing longer than me, even and stuff, and I get a lot of stuff from them. But uh, so like I, I had an original Vortex back in the day. I had a, a Cinderella 99. I had a, a cross of that, a, a Cinex cut. But Archive, the breeder of Dosey Dose and quite a bit of, of stuff, is right on the, right really close to me. And I go there and I get stuff directly from them. And it's really expensive, but it's right from the breeder. So I know it's the real stuff. And I've grown a lot of their gear. I've ran through a lot of their stuff. And everything they put out is pretty good. I mean, some of it might be a little bit more like, you know what I mean? Like I, I got the Dosey Dose 55. That was a really, really good one. I still grow that. I got the I got the double dosey does, and it's really fire, but it in my room, my room is kind of a little bit more stressful because I got a lot of fans blowing. But it and other other stuff, but it 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 kind of hermed a little bit, like it didn't spray, but it kind of like throw bananas. And I'm like, stable stuff is one of the most uh you know important things to me. If you've ever had like a whole room seat out on you because you didn't know what you were doing. I had that happen with an Obama cut one time that somebody gave me and it was fire, but it, I mean, it literally just ruined my whole room. So you get paranoid about stuff like that, but um, yeah, no. So I got, uh, I got a really nice joke. Uh, oh my God. Some of the best weed I've ever grown is this gelato 33 or 20. I have to look at the number, but gelato cross a dosey dough cut. I got, man, it is fire. And then I have a sunset Sherbert, Cross with dosey does cut called sherbeto that is insane. It's not a very heavy yielder, but man, it is some of the terpiest weed I've ever been around ever. I mean, it's like you you blow a hit of it and leave the room and come back five minutes, you can smell that terp. I mean, it's that kind of skunk weed. So yeah, you get close up. 
Do you get any of that stuff? Do you get any of that stuff lab tested? I haven't. No, I haven't. And I, I do have a buddy who works for a company here called Analytical 360, and I've talked about it and stuff. But man, I've been just so freaking busy. Uh, it ain't I cheap either. Usually, yeah. but I'm, if you have a buddy, no, I think it's like a hundred bucks or something, maybe. Uh, yeah, but it ain't cheap. And I think you have to give them like, a, like maybe like an eighth or a quarter or something. Yeah, it's, kind of you feel like you're amount. wasting product, right? <laughs> yeah. You know it's good. You find <laughs> Yeah, it's like an eighth. They want an eighth, and it's like, yeah, it's more eighty to hundred bucks. Yep, that's I pretty much what they told me. So, yeah, and you want to like you choose the best get... stuff too, and you're like, it's... damn. You guys are getting fucked because over here they're like, I bring in a gram, and they're like, it's a shame we waste most of this. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we don't really need this much. I'm like, it's a... you said you need a gram. <laughs> I brought you a gram. It's one nug. <laughs> I had a put the big nug away it was too heavy <laughs> the yeah, fuck? i'm just picturing rooms full of people smoking balls at these other labs you know <laughs> that's what i'm saying man yeah, these people are, yeah, yeah they're getting sure. the best yeah. weed man you know, one for like me a... one for the sample it's like towley in south park <laughs> he's like i gotta test this product and then he like takes it over and he just like gets real high oh that's some good <laughs> shit uh the corruption in labs unfortunate but uh yeah it feels like a kick to the shin to like have a beautiful harvest then to have to give away some of your best nug and then I'll have to pay to get it tested. It's like, I'm so curious. I want to do it, but I always like, I get to that point. I'm like, do I want to know the terpene profile that badly? Or do I want to just smoke that eighth or a gram or whatever it is and then keep that hundred dollars and maybe invest it in something. I don't know. That would merit me more useful information. Dude, I don't real quick. One other cut I forgot about after I, I got, I got the the apple fritter, the lumpies cut, and I'm telling you right now, that cut is one of the more insane cuts I've ever grown because it has a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, it literally, like, my buddy that also has, he, I, I just went over to his house today and he was like, dude, you've been running that apple fritter? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I want to almost do my whole room that because it is terpy, high THC, and it freaking yields. So if you, if that would be one that I would probably, if I was a breeder, I might, I don't know how it would breed with, but man, I can tell you as far as growing it, it, it is I mean, it, it just one plant, and I put it in a seven-gallon, I want to say, shoot, I think I probably got like 16 ounces, real close, if not. I'm talking dried. I mean, it was a very heavy-yielding plant, very heavy-yielding. Is that available to the public, or is that is he doing that, Lumpy? or? I don't know. Well, I mean, I know that they had it for sale at Archive, and I brought it up before, but, man, I mean, it was like – it's like $50, $50 for there. one clone of it. So – yeah, that cuts for sale pretty much everywhere. It's all over the commercial market here in California. That's not I'm trying to figure expensive out. for a cut. That's pretty cheap. It's really cheap for a known cut. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a company down here called Boston Clone Company that's like trying to pave their way up here because there like is no nurseries up here or clone companies. Then they're using uh, you guys would know who's that? Who's that? Who's that? What's that company with the pirate as their main emblem? You know what I'm talking about? They're kind of like everywhere right now. A pirate? Yeah, I, I can't think of the damn dude's name, but they're from Canada and they're like trying to like trying to take over the U.S. now, and their cuts are like five hundred dollars a cut. Uh, I've never even heard of it, but I'm not really yeah. into genetics though. Tiki Madman? It's yeah, it's pirate. I yeah. think oh, I know yeah. Tiki. He's from he's out from Canada. He's from Michigan, man. He went to Michigan State. He's a Spartan. Oh, was something going on? Someone told me they were from Canada, but I guess that was a lie. Or they're starting something up yeah. in Canada. We're trying to. Oh, he's, from, he's got a. Tissue Culture Lab in Flint, Michigan. Uh, what do you think of him? Good guy, good dude, or 
I haven't uh, met him in person, but uh, talked to him back and forth in DMs a few times. He's a pretty fucking cool, dude. He can pick fire. I can tell you that because everybody loves his fucking cuts. All I hear is Tiki Madman cut, Tiki Madman cut, Tiki Madman cut. I've seen like 30 different strains. Tiki Madman cut. Everybody grows them and loves them and raves about them. He he moves most of his, well, he sells a lot of his own gear, but uh, he also, I think, um, State Genetics out of Michigan will sell tissue cultured clones of his gear too, I believe. Yeah, I've heard breeders even say like, oh, he picked better cuts out of my gear than I found myself. And like, I've heard a couple of different breeders saying that. I've never met him. I, I can't really vouch for them other than just the stuff that I've heard in the community. And it seems he like supports, they definitely have a great eye for good herb. If it helps, he supports, he's a sponsor for Medical Mondays out here in Michigan, which is another podcast that does a lot with activism and things. And then um, he's also reached out and did some work with the caregivers here helping with that. So that in my book is also kind of shows a good character when in medical Mondays is actually one to do their research. They dig kind of deeply into everybody that comes on. Like they were part of the people that went through the MCMA and all the people and they kind of had people on and called them out like, Hey, DNA genetics, why are you supporting this kind of uh, thing that's against caregiver rights and home grow rights? So they, um, I don't think we'd put up with a breeder who's uh, not legit. So, I mean, I, like I said, I haven't grown their genetics, but everything that I've heard has been very good. So I've grown his uh, cobra milk and um, I mean, it's drying right now at work, but it uh, looks fire as fuck and we're really happy with it. We'll have to maybe invite them onto the show and uh, maybe get them to talk about kind of where they started, what genetics they work with. Cause I really don't even know the lineage of like when you said cobra milk, cool name, but I have no idea what that is. And uh, might be jealousy times, jealousy times cereal milk. Oh, well, there you go. We talked about that. I think last week and I was talking about how much I love cereal milk. So yeah. Yep that's cool i mean there's a lot of really really fire stuff coming out of michigan and uh i I could say that because it's being grown out here in the commercial market and people are loving the stuff so and you guys get it a couple years before us in in some circumstances now which is actually cool to see because it was the opposite for a long time and in some cases it still is but um i'm happy to see it go in the opposite direction i'm like stoked about oreos and different cuts coming out of michigan i'm a big fan of like um it's almost like Appalachia to each region be known for something like I still I still look at Michigan to be known for GG4, even though it didn't come out of here. But we fucking God, we loved it for so long as you can still find it in the shops here and there. You so put it on have, the map. And now to have actually, yeah, but now to actually have bread strains come out of Michigan because now we have Michigan breeders. That's even cooler. <laughs> and like a, a handful of really good ones, like, uh, like very respectable. I, I don't want to name them off myself because I haven't been growing them, but I know other people in Michigan that grow out just Michigan breeders and they're uh, finding really fire genetics. So, I mean, uh, that's a great sign for the community, honestly. Cannabis has a long history in Michigan and the Medical Mondays has one of the people for, I think, Mr. Hashbash. Uh, You know, he's like one of the guys who was the original founders of it. So it's cool to see him still in the community and being being active and uh, participating. That's the biggest thing I like about it's just the community aspect of everything, man. It's it's always it draw me in right from the get, and I uh, haven't let go and just kind of embraced it, and it's just been rewarding, honestly. You meet a lot of really really good people, a lot more good people than the opposite. So, but that said, I want to give Dr. MJ, a great person in this community, a chance to say what he likes to uh, select for when he's uh, choosing new seeds and how you maybe pick which breeder you're going to grow. Oh boy, well you know. 
I have to choose some seeds. The next time I'll drop seeds is for the spring autoflower challenge on April 20th. Um, so they got to be autoflowers, but I'm interested in ideas. I don't have anything in mind right now for those, for those plants. I'll probably grow. I don't know if I'll do it. I'll probably grow four plants again for the autoflower challenge. Um, have you ever grown any gnome automatics or previously Mandalorian genetics? What's the old name? I get that anvil. That fucking thing. Awesome. No, I haven't, but I've heard. Yeah, if I was going to get an autoflower, like when you said spring autoflower challenge, I was like, well, that actually kind of puts you in a specific direction, right? So now you're narrowing your choices already. And yeah, it makes it a little and there's easier. things about autos. I, I don't, I don't want a super short flowering auto, but um, I also do want to finish in like early July if possible. So um, I'm thinking about timeline sort of on them, like a 10, 11 weeks is good. Um and, you know, I always like to get a variety. So I, I don't grow one plant at a time. If I'm growing two plants, they'll be different. If I'm growing four plants, they'll be four different plants. More than that, I'd probably keep growing with more different plants. So um, I usually try to get a, a little bit of variety. Um, and I, I almost sort of like that it may be a challenge to keep the plants sort of growing well next to each other. Um, what are uh, in your current vault as far as autoflowers? Like if you had to run over there right now and, and pop some tomorrow for the spring autoflower challenge, if you're not planning to procure more seeds, uh, what are you choosing from? I still have a bunch of the autoflowers from, um, oh, who, who, now, uh, now I'm forgetting that we grew out in the autoflower challenge a couple of years ago. Um, Dutch passion, I think. Um and I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not interested in the stuff that I already have there. I've got like um, some other random autoflower seeds that I've got. My seed collection is getting sort of more and more poorly labeled and, and forgetful. I need to come up with a better indexing thing because I forget what the, the hell my little notes that are scribbled on the little plastic bags mean. Um, oh yeah. I don't know if other people have that same problem. I try to keep them in the original packaging as much as possible to avoid that. Cause as soon as I take them out of that pack, I it, all bets are off. It's bag seed at that point. Yeah. Well, I don't have original packaging on a bunch of stuff. Um, I just went to this like seed swap and came home with like six different little like things. I had some seeds like folded up in a card and I had written some like little scribbles and I couldn't remember if they were regular or feminized. Um, I didn't think there was autos there, but then I tried to like go through and, and organize some other things. I'm like, Oh, what the hell is this? It says auto. Um, but no, I think I'm going to try to get some new seeds for the, the SFAC. Um, maybe from sort of, a, I don't know. I don't know who's working with autos right now, but if we know somebody working with autos, that'd be fun. Ace of spades. <laughs> Is that the uh, collaboration that you did with Dan over at No Monomatics there, Kyle? Yeah, man. I think uh, the radiating pink pistols is really beautiful, actually. Um, and it's just like this greasy, uh, like blueberry cotton candy terpenes, which came from, uh, primarily came from my side of the things. The pink, I think the pink pistols came from his because I haven't seen that. That's but, uh, cool. Yeah, they seem to be doing pretty well. 
Yeah, I, I see that a lot more outdoor. Like, uh, some one of those, uh, you know, I'm growing your, like I said earlier, the New England rock candy right now, and it's doing pretty well. Um, it's the first time I've grown that since the the first time, so I'm excited to get some of that back going again. Doc, uh, do you uh, do you save cuts at all, or do you just run it? I just run seeds, man. No. What if what if, what if it ends up being like? What if you what if you could tell in like week three it's it's becoming like absolutely beautiful? Will you take a cut or still no? Um, my God, are you gonna come get it from me? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to have a place to like give the cut. I could give a cut to to well, have you ever. Stock here. Um, right? Have if, you if ever he done wants that, a cut of the New England rock candies that I'm growing out? I'd have, I mean, it just started flowering now though, so it'd have to be um reversed. I'm like Doc. I'm all from seed every time at this point. And maybe if there was something like at week three, and I'm like, oh, this is a miracle plant. This is going to be the next GG4 or something like that. Like, yeah, I need yeah. to keep this around. Maybe then I'd keep cut. But even then, I'm like, I'm just so excited to pop the next thing. Like, what's my next seed yeah, in, in the vault? Exactly. And, you know, if you're not set up for keeping sort of mothers and and clones and stuff, I mean, you have to get set up for that. That's a whole new space to sort of outfit. Um I've outfitted it. I just choose not to use it at this point because I, I actually preferred, I was keeping clones and then I was just like not growing them because like, I was like, Oh, this next seed that I'm really excited to grow. Like I'm going to pop that in there. And like, I only ended up growing my cherry pie out like once or twice in my space. And like every other time I was just like, oh, I'm going to make space for the new seeds. And like, I'll just keep that mother plant, keep that mother plant. And just like ended up being like a, a cloner running a little light running and like plants and solo cups that I'd recycle over and over and put all this effort into just to like end up, picking the seat over it pretty much every time uh but maybe my my cuts were were not compelling enough for me for one one reason or another there are definitely i think like truly medical amazing things out there and it can give you the consistency if you find a cut that works for you and it really helps a medical ailment i'm all for keeping that but um yeah more more often than not i do think that it's fun to pop new seeds. You can do both. You can definitely set up. For both. Yeah. Again, if you have the the sort of infrastructure set up for it, but um, you know, if you're trying to run in a single tent, it, it's going to be tough to, to keep clones and mothers and, and do all of that sort of sort of on the side. Um, but yeah. And then it gets out of hand, but I, I think I'm in the same boat, Jack. It's like, where am I keeping this for? Because there's always going to be something else that I want to run. It's really just the the spring autoflower challenge that stumps me every year um, in terms of thinking about what I might want to grow. I, you know, I like growing autos, but I haven't found in like a specific strain that in, like is a go-to at this point. Well, and we're kind of spoiled and like, it's almost like I live right by the beach and now I go there fairly rarely. Like I used to go there all the time when I first moved back here, but now Me that too. it's there, I just like, don't go there that often with like clones and good genetics. Like Noah talked about, he's got all these crazy fire genetics at archive that we can rely on. Like uh, Dr. MJ and I are in the San Diego area where there's tons of dispensaries. There are literally hundreds, if not thousands of clones that are pretty reputable that we could go and get at any time. So it's not like I necessarily need to keep clones. If I wanted one, I could just go and get one. I could get a teen. I could get a, a tiny clone. Like there are levels of different clones that we can go and find. But I think that it, we just end up being compelled to pop the seeds that we want to end up hunting. So there, it, it location definitely dictates, I think a little bit of how we go about our cultivation and it is more effort and more work and more space to 
build out the clone area. Like I've had it and it's just one more thing that I got to keep up versus just having a small veg and flower space. But something Dr. MJ said inspired me to remember something I saw on Twitter. I left some of these Twitter topics. I know we've only got like five minutes left. So I'll pass this part first uh, before he goes. It was, uh, you said you got like seeds in like a paper folded up. And yeah. I saw a Twitter thread that I retweeted. And I said, this is probably one of my favorite Twitter threads. And it said, um, I'm going to change the word because I don't like the word they use. I think it could be misconstrued as offensive. But what is the, I'll say sketchiest thing you've ever received cannabis in from a dealer? Like maybe before we were growing back in the day. Uh, one of my favorite responses was in my bare hand and they had like a chip and like they're like holding it out like that has happened to me multiple times i've received they're like hey i'm out of bags man do you have anything i'm like no why didn't you tell yeah. me before yeah. and uh so <laughs> i'll pass it like, my first. brain went straight oh, yeah, to you getting know, like I... an aluminum foil once like wrapped <laughs> up in aluminum foil but it, i've also got it in your hand and that's yeah yeah, cigarette pack cellophane was always a good <laughs> that's, big one. That's, that's what I was just going to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that pretty, a lot. Yes. Pretty classic. You get, yeah, you just melt the tip there and you throw it yeah. over real nice. Yeah. <laughs> you seal it up with the lighter. Oh, man. Hey, my, favorite, my favorite way I've ever, I'll say it, my favorite way I've ever received seeds was um, they gave them to me in a branch that they cut off of the seeded bud. So I have like, I had several seeded bud that I got to break down, smoke the flower, and I had the seeds left over. That was kind of kind of cool. You got the full experience. I should have yeah. my velvet punch out like that because it just saved me the time of uh, shucking, you know. And you get to experience some of the uh, the generation before. It's like here are the F three seeds and the F two bud, so that'd be a fun little project for some people, I'm sure. But it also probably get me in a lot of trouble uh, as far as shipping it. But yeah, no, it's I definitely knew somebody who uh, who gave um, um, some product away in a chip bag. Um, he was very he was very concerned that like. It would look bad. I got to make it look like nonchalant. Oh, here, here. Let me just give these chips to somebody who I'm just outside of my vehicle. And um, yeah, that's a and that's where it was in. Yeah, that's the efforts yeah. we go through to make it look normal, right? <laughs> but make it look even sketchier. I got to. Okay, yeah. so everybody who knows me on here knows I've been doing this for a long time. I uh, I used to sell weed my whole life growing up, and when I was a kid, I used to work at Dairy Queen. And I'd have people come through the drive-thru and I would give out a, it, it, right in the cup. I would put a cup of lid and here you go with your order. Boom, boom, boom. And that's how I did it for the Dairy Queen drive-thru. I swear to God. <laughs> would you just keep a bunch of like dimes and nicks in your pocket and just put one in each cup or something when they drive by? <laughs> no, no. I used to keep it in my locker. I would keep eights in my locker and everybody knew that I worked. And so they would come <laughs> up to my work. They knew they had to go through the drive-thru. I was the manager at the, at the Dairy Queen, so I always put myself in the drive-thru, and I would just give it out the window, and I never got in trouble for it ever once. So, and I did it for years. It's like, the this, is in like nice. this is in like 99, 2000. You know Dude, what I mean? why aren't you doing that now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Gus Fringe over here. Like. <laughs> this is like a blow where uh, the pizza man, if you order it with like a special topping or whatever, it shows up with like yes. an eighth or like a half ounce or an ounce or whatever it was. And uh, it's funny that you say that, Noah, because somebody said that they got theirs in like a McDonald's cup that was crushed on the top to like make it like a lid. So like those paper cups, it was basically folded over. I've had that one myself too, like inside that. And that was the only container that they had available. Uh, also, I saw McDonald's French fries, like the little carton or whatever. They've gotten stuff in there. This one had a pretty good synopsis. They said newspaper, cigarette pack, Christmas ornament, Sunny D bottle, icebreakers container, and Altoid scan. I've seen Altoid scan for people to like carry around their stuff that they like roll yeah. the joint or whatever. They stick it in their pocket. It's like a container. 
uh, that's pretty common. But to uh, have it sold in that is uh, kind of funny. But yeah, my bare hand was definitely my favorite answer. Aluminum foil, I've definitely had that, uh, unfortunately, a few times. One of the funnier ones I saw was, uh, you know, those like children's like lunch bags with like uh, frozen. It had like the let it snow, like, you know, Elsa or whatever on there. And somebody's like, I got this for my weed man. It was just funny to see the, uh, you know, they have kids too, I guess. Or maybe they're just into uh, Disney stuff. But yeah, some definitely uh, interesting answers. Tao, did you have any good ones over there? I saw you on mute for a second. No, but I was rocking the Altoids tent for a while. <clears throat> And uh, the fossil watch box, I don't know if you guys, I came in a tin that was long. So, like, you could put longer pieces in it. I used that for a while when I was a kid, a younger kid than I am now. Yeah, that was a good one. My uh, roommate in college used to, instead of, like, buying a bunch of small baggies, he would take, like, a gallon-sized uh, freezer bag or whatever, and then he'd cut it and make a bunch of like dimes and you know dubs and he would take a lighter and basically burn around the edges and, and seal it up so you'd have these oh tiny little pouches it is a lot of work i'm like dude you should just buy they're not that expensive but uh yeah. when you're a college student in a dorm i guess you got a lot of free time to do dumb shit like yeah, that you used to be able to buy those little square nick bags that were like looked like you got chipped but when you opened it up there was like three grams in there the little people stuffed the shit in there and then it was all one big giant stuck together nugget oh my shit's so sticky it's like yeah it's because you stuffed three and a half grams into a little coke bag okay. or whatever but uh with that said spark grown i know uh, this is normally where we say fuck the mcma and allow you your chance to give any final thoughts and shout outs hell yeah fuck the mcma for sure always and forever i should get a tattoo of course they're not gonna last forever so i don't want to give them free reign on my body <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my body, uh, my choice. That's right. That's right. Fuck them guys anyway. So uh, thanks for hanging, guys. I love this shit. I love hanging with you every week. And this today today was awesome. Just uh, just talking about what we had going on. So that was pretty cool and uh, super interesting too. Uh, shout out to chat. I couldn't keep the track. It was it was flying for a minute there. I just gave up. But uh, it's always awesome to have chat. That's why we do this thing. So everybody just keep on growing and we win. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Hello, Spartan. Couldn't agree more. Keep growing. Overgrow. Peace and, out, uh, Yeah, spread the love. Spread the cannabis love. And uh, for people that can't grow, maybe give a little uh, gift away. A little, even if it's just the tiniest little nug, you could change somebody's whole day or week. You could just pick them up with that little uh, free sample as a home grower. And then tell them, you know, hey, if, if you're safe to do this, you could grow that yourself if you wanted to. And I could teach you and uh, reach out to them because all of us here on this panel, I'm sure, have taught not just one, but several people how to grow. And that's where it all starts. You know, those dominoes start falling in our direction. The more people we empower with this uh, beautiful trait. Noah's got his hand up and then I'll pass it over to you, Tal. Okay. Just real quick. Uh, my, uh, my, my mentor that showed me how to do everything, I guess almost over 12 years ago now, whenever we're hanging out, we hang out all the time still. And whenever we go out, he keeps like an eighth with him. And anytime he sees a freaking homeless guy on the side of the road, he'll give him 10, 20 bucks and he'll give him freaking like two, three grams of weed. He always does that. And you'd be surprised. A lot of times they're more stoked just to get that weed because it's fire weed too. But if, I mean, he's been doing this since we were for 20 years. I've seen him do it. I can't even remember how many times. And it's always cool when he does it. And that is a really cool feeling to see that appreciation. But sometimes people will be like, oh, what is this? But most of the time they're stoked to get it. Yeah, I've I've had seen the similar experience. Somebody else would like um King Louis like the thirteenth. He he goes around with like uh his little Louis pre-rolls and it's some pretty fire, like OG rolled up and he gives him this little thing and he like throws out pre-rolls to people. 
usually uh, people that live on the street uh, temporarily experiencing homelessness and they are very appreciative often because uh, you know who doesn't want to join i guess i guess any cannabis smoker would appreciate it i guess the few that don't uh maybe they could barter with it and get something else that benefits them so uh definitely a good thing to give the gift of cannabis when you can and yeah, back to you tao jack uh so the, this one supply house that i go to or you know used to go to whatever um the like old people who have no connections that's who you hook up with man they so appreciative it's unbelievable and uh yeah giving away weed is really uh it's probably the best thing you could the best gift you could get that's what i'm saying i'm always excited to get the gift of uh some good cannabis it'll brighten my day and uh you know it is a medicine but it also has uh some enjoyable recreational properties for many people and uh whatever you use it for i think uh just you know getting something for free it, it can uh, pick somebody up because it is a valuable thing. A lot of people pay a lot of money for it. And uh, if you have the ability to give that little gift, like I said, even if it's a tiny little nug, somebody might have that bowl and they could just change their perspective on things. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people out there. I love the uh, chef Anna with the pot. He goes, he has like those little uh, sunglasses with the spy camera kind of in them. And he's like, Hey, you dropped some weed. And he like clicks a jar on the ground and he like just holds up some herb and people turn around like, are you sure? It's like, not mine like no it's it's your weed and just hands it to him people like their facial reactions are pretty funny but uh it is cool to see he he gives out a bunch of uh cannabis to people and it brightens up their day so i definitely think it's a a positive thing if you're not gonna get yourself in trouble i mean if you're in a red state don't go fucking risking your ass uh, putting yourself out there hey i grow my own and uh here take some free shit because somebody might tail you to your house so again always be responsible and thoughtful of those uh physical security risks because those are real um i think People often underestimate it because we talk about it so comfortably out in the open on shows like this. We can talk about it for hours at a time and, and nothing bad happens to us because we're mostly in legal. I think all of us at this point are in legal states and we've taken the proper precautions and, and we know our rights and everything like that. But I know that there are people out there in countries and states that don't have the uh, fortunate reality that we do. So be careful if you are in one of those locations and uh, don't heed the previous advice of giving out cannabis and being so open and public with it. Cause again, uh, it's, it's easy to maybe be a little too friendly in those spaces, but other people have fun. And, uh, I guess I'll pass it to the panel. You guys have any final thoughts before we get wrapped up? we got about five minutes before we do our final shout outs. Not really. Matthew, I guess, um, do you have any plans to get, back into the growing cannabis on a personal scale? And if so, uh, do you have any breeders that you have your eye on? I know you've gotten gifted some seeds. So anything uh, in the future plans for that? I, I do. I have, um, I actually have some ideas for what I want to grow when I feel like I can. <laughs> but yes, yes, I do. And I think, like I said uh, last week or perhaps the week before, uh, I definitely owe it to, to Brandon <laughs> to grow some of the stuff that he is um, uh been very nice enough and generous enough to share with me i um i think that it would probably be something from his uh cohort uh but if to be honest i have it all recorded um in a uh, uh i have a very organized sort of tray with a bunch of various seeds and um i don't remember off the top of my head now it's been so long but he's first um i've had uh actually leviathan seeds 
uh, sent me some stuff recently as well, which I think I talked on a previous um, show, maybe two or three, if, if people are curious about that. I think that's how far back it was. People want to hear it. Um, and I also got some uh, some blown glass uh, glasses, like um, blue, and uh, they're like uh, whiskey glasses, and they were very nice. So. But uh, that's not what you asked about. But yeah, in that case, I think those two um, were very interesting to me as well. So that that is my plan. But um, with things being what they are in my life currently, I'm just rather busy. And if I'm not uh, not working on something regarding uh, my entrepreneurship um, or outreach or something like that, it's uh, kind of hard for me to be in the right state for it. And plus, I help other people grow so much that um, kind of like what you guys were saying earlier, um, that sometimes has supplied me with some pretty good product. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, when you're around it that much, you, you get to participate in the process and, uh, you know, you know, see the growth so you don't have to do it yourself. And you also get to see how much work is involved. So, you know, the labor and time commitment. So if you don't have that amount of time or energy to commit to labor, then uh, it's not worth getting into because I've seen a lot of people unfortunately get started and they pop their seeds and they end up dying within the first week or two because maybe they didn't have the time to dedicate to making sure they stayed watered or, or something like as basic as that. No other issue was there. Was, didn't water them in time. Now they're dead and those seeds are wasted or whatever. So it's responsible to uh, make sure you've got your things in order before starting up a garden because it can definitely be expensive and uh, time consuming. So you want to make sure you get something uh, out of the fruits of your labor. And I guess to wrap things up a little bit, I could share a little bit about my thoughts on how I'm choosing what to pop next. I really haven't yet because I am spoiled enough to have, uh, like Brandon has sent me some genetics, SunGrown 707 gifted me some genetics on my honeymoon. Um, and a few other breeders like Canna Queen Genetics sent me some. I have some more of the American one seeds and it's hard for me to choose because um I do see a lot of potential in the gear. So I, I usually look at the parents of what seeds I've got and then try and figure out like, am I looking for a certain flavor or a certain effect? And then kind of work through uh, what maybe of the parent genetics have I tried? Which one did I like the most? Which one had a lasting impact on me or experience like that? And then maybe I'd lean towards that or like, how old are these seeds? <laughs> like, are they going to be good in the next six months or year? Should I grow them now? And uh, that's also a consideration because I have some old subcool gear that I should probably grow, but like it might be good in six months, but I feel some commitment to like both Brandon and Canna Queen and others who've given me seeds to grow that maybe I want to get to those first. So I haven't decided yet, but uh, a lot goes into that decision for me at least. And I think uh, maybe people should put a little more thought into it in general. That's kind of why I brought up the topic. I think it's fun to uh, think about who the breeders are, uh, put some research into their work, where they got their genetics and uh, how they work for other people. And then uh, hopefully you'll set yourself up for the most success. But with that said, I'm going to pass it around the horn, starting off first with Dr. MJ. Hey, yeah, it was a fun show. I uh, sat back and just kind of smoked a bowl and listened to you guys for most of it. And uh, I don't know, I've been, I've been working hard and kind of stressed. So it's been nice to just come on here and, and chill with you guys for a while. Um, Reminder, everybody, I'm doing a, a premiere tomorrow um, on my Dr. MJ Coco YouTube channel. Uh, with the giveaway of the Viper Spectre KS5000. It's a cool new light, actually, for 4x4 coverage. And we're going to do a after show on Smomp Poker's uh, channel after that to hang out and kind of do a Q&A and stuff like that. So that'll be fun tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. 
Um, be sure to come by Cocoa for Cannabis Deals and Discounts page and register for the Grower Love giveaway that we got going on right now for the Chilled Growcraft Ultra X3 330 watt, uh, one of the most efficient lights like ever made. Um, that's going to be out sort of the whole month. And uh, yeah, we're gearing up like I was talking about earlier for the Spring Autoflower Challenge. So you can check that out and sign up for that now. I am Dr. MJ Coco, sending all of you grower love, and I'll be back here next week. Thanks again for joining us and uh, all the giveaways and great content that you put out there, as always. Uh, next up, Matthew Gates. I really enjoyed the talk. I enjoyed talking with uh, the chat and also the very subject we talked about here and today. And I also got to talk with Brandon a bit about the, um, the intimate pathogens they sent me, which is very cool. So if you're interested in educational information about insects and mites and predators as well as pests, you can come to my YouTube channel, Zenthanol. And also I've been getting a lot more patrons on my Patreon channel or on my Patreon um, uh, account where you can get access to my Discord channel. There we go. Um, where people are talking about pests and uh, commiserating with each other about treatments and efficacy and that kind of stuff. If you're interested, you can join my Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Um, and uh, various people have uh, came in together and we have a really cool community there. So if you're interested in that, please look at that. You can also find me on Instagram at SyncAngel, S-Y-N-C-H-A-N-G-E-L, um, where I post the majority of my content about educational stuff and various stuff related to the cannabis space. Thank you so much for joining us. Next up, Kyle Breeder. Hey everybody, just uh, still really happy we all do this. Uh, I feel like we're kind of a small little family. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you guys are all here. Glad we're all safe. Glad we, for the most part, survived the pandemic. Um, we're all still here. But uh, yeah, if anyone's looking for seeds, I have a website, purebreeding.com or peabreeding.com. Uh, it's kind of scarce, but <clears throat> I will be adding some autoflowers on there. Um, basically a collaboration that me and Dan did from Noam Automatics, as well as some of his gear on there. Um, I'll have a brand new seed launch in probably like eight weeks, eight to nine, somewhere in there, which I'm really excited about. Um, all really, really good breeder cuts that I've found. And uh, other than that, pure underscore breeding on Instagram, pure breeding on Facebook. I'm still trying to get my Twitter account back. That's not going too well. Um, but other than that, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm always, uh, I'm always down to talk to anybody about anything. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. We appreciate you, and we're coming up on three years. I think officially next week will be the three-year uh, anniversary, one fifty-six, and like actually three years. I looked up like the episode one, and it was like three years ago on I think like the second of the month in March. So yeah, coming up nice. on three years. It's a uh, other than work that I get paid for, I can't think of anything else that I'm consistently doing at least once a week uh, for the last <laughs> three years. So you guys are like a uh, second family, my cannabis family. And uh, with that said, Noah, the grower. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've had a great time today. I, uh, I haven't told anybody. Obviously, a lot of my friends growing up do about the, uh, the Dairy Queen trick, but I haven't told that story yet. So that was pretty fun. I did that for a year as the shift manager at the Dairy Queen around here. And uh, yeah, I, uh, man, I, I've been involved in this kind of stuff my whole life. And uh, just like Kyle said, man, it's kind of cool to be around people that kind of think the same way and they've been involved in it for a long time as well. And 
I have a blast in every week. So, uh, yeah, I'm Noah Vigro on Instagram with two E's. You can find me there. You can shoot me a DM or uh, look at anything I got going on. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys all next week. Always a pleasure having you. And uh, last and certainly not least, the American one. Jack, as always, thanks for hosting. And, uh, yeah, this is a commitment. You know, I like uh, – I've almost built my entire existence on making no commitments. So when I commit to something, it's pretty much stone. And this is one that I've actually uh, enjoyed that I did. I'm glad I made the commitment. And uh, it's always awesome being here. And I'm sorry I wasn't in chat more. I've been multitasking over here and sidetracked and whatnot. But um, it's always good hanging out with everybody here. And uh, shout out to Brandon and uh, ATG Acres. I know he's busy and uh, I miss them. I miss him. And uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Peace out, everybody. Peace out and uh, cheers to you, the American one. And also wanted to say uh, thank you to Brandon Rust who joined us earlier. He had to jump out really quick because he had something to work on. But uh, you can find him at rust.brandon, also Bokashi Earthworks and BokashiEarthworks.com. And uh, ATG Acres is ATGAcres.com. And uh, Aaron the Grower, he is a very busy man getting set up in Oklahoma over there. So uh, we oh, yeah. understand and uh, appreciate his hard work over there. And he'll be back with us someday. I, I, I know it. <laughs> so I'm not too worried. But uh, I'm Jack Greenstock. I host this show. I love doing it. It is a commitment that I've, you know, been happy to fulfill for these past few years. And I really enjoy this a lot. And uh, you can find me at Jack Greenstock. Like you can see, I cover up my logo there for a second on Instagram. Also Jack underscore Greenstock on Twitter. And I mentioned the book a few times tonight. I do have copies of it left. If you still want a copy of 50 strains of green, I just signed a few more copies. I finished up a box and labeled a new box each individually numbered and, and signed so uh those have been still selling so i'm still signing them and shipping them out so thank you to everybody who supported you can get them at 50 strains.com 50 strains.com for 50 strains of green so uh thank you all and if you want to email me jackgreenstock 47 at gmail.com i try to get back to everybody i'm not as quick on the email as i am with the social medias but uh with that said in the next 30 minutes or so they should be up on the podcast and thank you all for coming and listening Thank you, everybody on the panel for showing up for another week. I always appreciate you guys uh, giving me your time and uh, sharing your thoughts. It's uh, amazing. I, I love this every week. So thank you, everybody. And uh, this is Jack Greenstock signing out. Catch you all next week. Forever love. <laughs>